Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Good morning, I'm John Hoffman. You may have noticed that electric scooters and bikes are back on South Bend streets this spring. Users access and pay for them using an app on their phones. They were first available last fall, but were put away over the winter. As the weather got nicer, the electric bikes and scooters came back in town. Bird scooters and bikes cost $1 to unlock and 36 cents per minute to ride. We have opportunities for people to use uh, use bikes or scooters for whether it be uh, sort of a last mile situation where they're trying to get from their, their previous stop to their next stop um, or sometimes just recreational uses. The city of South Bend entered into a two-year agreement with the company last fall to provide another mode of transportation. Well, today was a nice day outside, so I saw these when I was driving and I wanted to ride it. I wanted to figure out how fast it went. Right now, there are 100 scooters and about a dozen bikes with more to come. You know, we are a, uh, a city that is a complete street city. That means we want to we offer uh, good transportation for all. Five years ago, City of South Bend introduced Lime Bikes, another electric bike service. But they didn't last. Many Lime Bikes were left stranded and even vandalized. Uh, that was at the infancy of the industry. We were the only the third or fourth uh, city in the whole U.S. that had dockless bike share, and um, you know there was the, the industry was very new. There was some volatility attached to that. Someone working for Bird told me off camera that people will be hired in South Bend to charge and maintain the scooters and bikes. A representative from Bird said, "Quote: South Bend was a natural fit for our shared e-bike program as the city continues to make great strides in the micro mobility space." The Bird app gives key instructions on just how to ride and some local rules. You can only ride the bikes and schooners within South Bend city limits. WSBT 22's Ashley Dagger reporting. More than 100 volunteers spent last weekend giving a Mishawaka Elementary School a much-needed makeover. Just before retiring, a teacher here at Emmons Elementary School applied for a grant to get this makeover. They won, but due to COVID, they had to delay it until now. Grab your paintbrush. It's time to work. Although the vibe throughout these hallways was more of play. It's a big craft day. <laughs> As a part-time substitute teacher, Cassie Alkire was all for helping. I love to give back to the community anyway, and it's wonderful to see so many people here. I mean, these kids are our future. This is what we got. You know, if we make them happy, if it's a place that they want to come, we're doing a good job. Assistant Principal Debbie Lewinsky says the entire school is getting a facelift. Repainting the walls, inspirational messaging, landscaping outside, and a new teacher's lounge. Really not a very pleasant place for these for our teachers, so that is completely getting an overhaul. New kitchen, um, new vanities, new countertops, all new furniture paints. The building is 60 years old, and she said it needed this love. You know, when you have a building that is this old, and it looks, it doesn't look very appealing. It's, it's not nice for a neighborhood. So 
everybody benefits. That's why Zuzana Shmood decided to come help. I come into the school every once in a while, and I see that you know it needs it's an older school, it needs a little bit of work, and. Uh, I love to have the opportunity to give back to the community and enrich my my children's education and at least the environment that they come to school in. But she wanted to show support for her teachers. I think that's another reason why I am really happy to be here and to, you know, put hard work and labor and sweat into the school because the teachers, they really need the support too. And but none of this would have happened if it wasn't for the Indiana State Teachers Association, which picks a school every year to get this makeover. McKaylee Rasbaugh says organizations and colleges have been fundraising all year for this. It's because we care. We are future educators going into the system and we want to be in places that are colorful and bright and vibrant and are great places to teach. And why would we not want to do that? Lewinsky says she can't wait to see the kids' faces Monday morning when they walk in. Hopefully it'll be like a brand new school that will inspire them to continue learning. WSBT 22's DJ Manu reporting. Meanwhile, in Elkhart, the school board decided Tuesday to close an old elementary school and repurpose the building to house a pre-kindergarten program. A number of parents at the meeting were not happy with the decision. People at tonight's meeting said the move was unfair after they claimed they tried setting up meetings with both board members and the superintendent. The board members argued that they believe they're doing what's best for both students and the community. Motion passes. Tears and frustration from parents, teachers, and students from Hawthorne Elementary Schools. If they're willing to move in preschool, our youngest and most vulnerable children in the district, they're moving in 18 classrooms into Hawthorne and moving out 20 classrooms. What? That doesn't even make sense. Why close it then? Hawthorne Elementary will be repurposed from a kindergarten through sixth grade building to a pre-K center. Before the vote, some board members said they wanted to wait to see the results of a feasibility study. They also stressed there's a lack of transparency and communication on this decision, especially with the Hispanic community. This is a joke. That's what the community, the community feels. And this is really sad because, as far as I know, the community picked you to represent us. I can't partake as a school board member in saying that we're going to repurpose the school with the pre-K, but we still don't have an effective plan there, and say that this is okay. So based on what Doug said, I feel like how we handled this in my terms, shady. More than 500 students go to school here, but administration says with finances and staffing issues, it's best to close its doors for good. It may not be right for a while until we can get everybody organized and everybody knows where they're going. But I will vote. Yes, tonight, because I can't look into the eyes of these students and do nothing. Students and teachers from Hawthorne Elementary will now be distributed among the district's remaining schools. Board members also say they don't believe this will be the only building in the district to close. After the meeting, a teacher told me that teachers have until this Friday to decide between two schools on where to go to. And we have not yet received word on where students will be transferring to next. WSBT 22's Ashley Dagger reporting. Other districts, including South Bend, are also considering closing schools amid declining enrollment. The campus of St. Mary's College in South Bend is taking a stand against sexual violence. Organizers of this week's Raise Your Voice Symposium at St. Mary's say the college wants to become a leader in preventing and providing education about sexual violence on college campuses. Grace Maher is done walking the halls of St. Mary's College. There were days where the research was, was bleak. To earn her degree, Maher spent years researching sexual assault and rape culture. 
She's presenting her research at the Raise Your Voice Symposium, happening now at St. Mary's College. A lot of work has been done to call attention to everyday actions that contribute to rape culture that people may or may not realize. Her research looked into TV shows, movies, and news articles to see how sexual violence against women has been portrayed. We still have so much more to go, and that oftentimes it's a one step forward, two steps back situation. She doesn't need to go far to see that women are at an increased risk of sexual violence and that sexual violence is more prevalent at college compared to other crimes. University leaders know this, which is why Katie Convoy, the president of St. Mary's College says, this school has to lead the way in making the campus community safe and supporting survivors. When we think about girls and women in the state of Indiana, we should be the go-to place. We're the only women's college in the state of Indiana. And so it's a way for us to make a contribution as a convener. It's a way to make a contribution, you know, with the topics that are, are really important to women. While sexual violence is not just a women's issue, women are disproportionately affected by it. National data shows that among undergrads, more than 26% of females experience rape or sexual assault. And those are just the cases we know about. They estimate that about 90% of sexual assaults go unreported, and that's formal reporting. And so uh, we find that if a survivor trusts the institution, uh, they are much more likely to report this crime. Liz Bauman is the Director of Student Involvement. She began organizing the Sexual Violence Symposium after a shocking article last year appeared in a student newspaper. It detailed misogynistic references to women and jokes about rape and sex assault that were happening at another area college. And that's language that maybe seems funny to some, but it perpetuates this rape culture and perpetuates this violence against women. It starts to normalize it, honestly. It was really interesting to see the response from Holy Cross and from Notre Dame and from the community as a whole. Of course, us at St. Mary's, we were outraged, we were hurt, we were sad, um, but it was honestly really refreshing and nice to see that others were also upset for us. Bauman says that by talking about the issue of sexual violence, by acknowledging that it exists, and by supporting survivors who come forward, college campuses here in our area and around the country are made safer. St. Mary's College currently has an office on campus dedicated to helping students with this topic. It's called Bells Against Violence Office, or BAVO. Among other programs, St. Mary's uses the Green Dot Bystander Training Program. That teaches people attainable ways to intervene in dangerous situations. WSBT 22's Kristen Bean reporting. Credit card skimmers are showing up in our area once again. That warning from local police after officers discovered a device at a local business. Officials say they need your help to find these skimmers. The devices can be attached to any place where you swipe or insert a card. It takes seconds to, to protect yourself from them. When you are rushing up to the pump and getting ready to swipe your card to fill up your tank, the last thing you are probably thinking about is being scammed. But officials say that's what criminals are counting on. And the unsuspecting will use their debit card or credit card, and then that device is able to obtain your information. The Elkhart County Sheriff's Office recently obtained a skimmer that was placed at a local business. That device is being sent off for processing, but the work is not done for officers. Um, obtaining surveillance footage, trying to find out who it was that put it there, 
Um, the, that's the, the main thing that we're doing right now. The Elkhart Police Department says they have seen a general rise in skimming. We also checked with South Bend and St. Joseph County Police. They have not received any recent reports. Please say you should check the portion where you insert your card. Make sure it's not loose. You should pull on it, and if it wiggles, there could be an issue. Also make sure that there's no tape or glue holding it together. If it looks suspicious, then it could very well be that they've put a skimmer on top. Financial experts at First Source Bank say there are other steps you can take to protect your money. Those include signing up for text alerts and using your digital wallet on your phone. But you hover your phone and it will use your card then for that transaction without your card even being present. Police say reporting any suspicious activity is crucial with stopping identity theft. It is thanks to one observant person that police were able to obtain a skimmer, something that is not often done. As a matter of fact, I think that it was somebody who actually realized that it was a skimmer at the time okay. and called it in. If you find a skimmer, you should first contact your bank and have them put a freeze on your card. Next, you should contact the business to notify them and then call police. WSBT 22's Delaney Clark reporting. A rough start to spring for farmers across the country, with many hit with shortages and supply chain problems. Local farmers already dealing with bad weather are also facing these issues. Here in Indiana, I spoke with a farmer who says he's four weeks behind on planting season, but he says he's finding new ways to deal with all these issues. Farmers are trying not to get plowed under by rising prices. According to the USDA, some fertilizers have increased by more than 200% in the last year. Marshall County Farm Bureau President Charlie Huyen has investigated alternatives so crops can still get the nutrients they need. It's really made guys stop and pause and look at what their fertilizer program is. Huyen says buying new machinery this year is basically impossible. He's even resulted to making his own parts for existing equipment. There's equipment that's that was being sold, you know, something that sold for $10,000 two years ago is now selling for $30,000, $40,000. Mark Eads is an agricultural consultant. He says U.S. agriculture is being impacted by local droughts, supply chain problems, and the war in Ukraine. Farmers he works with have also seen prices triple for commonly used herbicides. There's a lot of products that are going to be swapped around and rearranged this spring because they're just simply not available to the farmer. While farmers are right now in the middle of planting their crops for this season, Eads recommends farmers start buying their products now for next year because no one knows what 2023 will hold. I think the farmers are going to sit pretty well for, for 2022. 2023 is where the real concerns are going to start kicking in. Eads also suggests farmers buy domestic, stay well informed, and try to keep ahead of the market. WSBT 22's Erica Finke reporting. Views and opinions expressed are those of the individual speaking and do not necessarily reflect the views of WSBT Radio, its staff, or management. Join us next week for Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT.
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 